Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. In today's episode, Pokemon drops some big news. Jake wins the Tri-Wizard Cup, Chuck gets his name chanted from coast to coast, and a wild judge bunny appears. How are we doing today, Chuck? We are doing awesome. Um, I'm a year older now. You are? So You're I'm, a year older than I am now. Yeah. It is that that time the birthday has passed, so it's all downhill from here, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I've talked about it the last couple weeks, but uh, it was a big weekend for me because ran a tournament. Yes, uh, you might know all about it. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about it. I know I wanted to talk about my yeah. segment of the week, but I want you. Might, you, you might have seen some stuff week. if you were on the internet for over the weekend. Uh, yes. There were some tweets sent out, but. We had my triple threat birthday bash at Heroes Inc. Uh, comics and Games, a local store here where we play. Um, and uh, we had a good showing, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of cool prizes. Yes. Um, I had a blast. I want to thank everyone for coming. There's uh, three people I kind of want to give a special thank you because they really hooked me up with some stuff. Uh, one, with Heroes Inc. just letting me use the store. They didn't uh charge me or nothing they were like happy birthday run a tournament in the store that's uh, awesome. so thank you to them i want to give out another shout out to nate uh from sports card junction because he donated some things for me to give away as prizes so shout out to him and i want to give a big thanks to jared our local um because he came through with all the prizes because he's mr sealed collection <laughs> he sure so is he let me purchase some of it so we have some packs. So thank you, Jared. And thank you, everyone else who came out. I want to just want to reiterate so much. I had a blast. I really appreciate everyone coming out. And I want to say thank you for even just hosting this on your birthday. Super fun. Um, different format, which was definitely awesome. Um, and I kind of I guess I'll just jump into it from from there. Um, your triple threat, um, where I kind of alluded to the Triwizard Cup, not really, it was for your <laughs> Harry Potter fans out there. Uh, but the, the, uh, the tournament was uh, best of three. Uh, we had four rounds, but each round, if you won with a deck, you can no longer play with that deck. Uh, so you were forced to continuously change your decks and play, uh, bring three up, uh, you know, three to the tournament, and then you continually have to play them each and every round. So that was a cool little twist. Um, that's the triple threat format I kind of created. You yeah. Come with, you, you come to the tournament, three decks, play a best of three game, and you have to win with two different decks. Yes. Each round. Yes. And so, yeah, yeah, that was really fun. And you were allowed to, you know, you were, you were letting us use proxies too, because, you know, three decks, a lot of cards. So I ended up drawing the whole shady dealings line and I actually drew out all the cards. <laughs> I think I posted that to Twitter, but if not, I, I will after it's, this. It's definitely in our discord and yeah. those arts are alternate. <laughs> yes, uh, but no, it was a, it was a ton of fun. I love hanging out with our locals. Um, but I think that's enough about us right now. We have. I don't want to leave our. We do have a guest this week, so yes. I don't want to leave him hanging for too long. Yes. So this is uh, um, one of my good friends that, I, that is from the Oregon Pokemon uh, community, Darren, aka Judge Bunny. How are we doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing all right. How about you guys? Ah, uh, no, we're just we're living the dream over here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for, for those who don't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your, a little bit about your Pokemon journey. 
Uh, all right. I am uh, Darren Halstead. I've been a professor since uh, January of 2016. I attended my very first event in, uh, I think, 2015. It was the Roaring Skies pre-release with Mr. Raichu here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I run uh, two leagues, one out in Wilsonville and one in Sherwood, both suburbs of Portland. Um, in the 2020 competitive season, I staffed uh, 40 tournaments before we shut Ooh. down. So if you play in Northwest Oregon, you have probably seen me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, sorry, Chuck. That's a lot of tournaments. So it, it I was sure just is. like kind of mildly like vomiting words because I was impressed. So <laughs> uh, it was a lot of work. I mean, you know, some of those are, you know, I, I was a uh, volunteer staff for worlds in 2019 and then, you know, uh, assistant head judge for juniors at the Portland regional championship in TCG. Uh, it, it ends up being every weekend almost. <laughs> like a I second ran, job. I ran one uh, with nothing on the line and I'm tired and I'm ready to <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a, it's a blast. We're still doing it. We're yeah. ready to get back to seeing everybody in person. Oh no, it's going to be super exciting. Definitely are going to talk a lot about that here in the later half of the episode, but in this first half is more of um, let's get to know you. And we have a standard set of four questions. Uh, so Chuck, do you want to start us off here? Yeah. Um, I believe our first question we always ask is what is your favorite starter? <laughs> starter Pokemon. I'm doomed. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I don't really pick one over the other, but if you look at like the frequency with which I have chosen starters in the video games I've played, uh, I chose Rowlet twice and the others only once. So there you probably go. going to go with Rowlet. That is a good pick. A very popular, well, a popular one that I hear of. I don't haven't had a lot of people say it guest wise, but I, I, I have a lot of people say that like Rowlet. So Decidueye was dope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so especially in, in both of the Sun and Moon games. Yeah, I missed that gen when it first came out, but every, a lot of people do seem to like that whole um, evolution line. And yeah, the, um, having the Orc, not Oracorio, now why am I forgetting it? Decidueye. Um, most people like that guy. He, he is a that I like the art, and I can't fault you for picking that line for sure. All right, so let's get into your favorite Pokemon in general. It doesn't have to be a starter. Now, it can be if you'd like it to be, but um, any Pokemon uh, in the Pokemon universe. Um, you know, for a long time, I was always saying it was Eveltal or Darkrai, but reality these days, it's probably Poltegeist. I drink a lot of tea, and he's a teapot. So, That's I mean, I'm actually... actually do you really I want actually to find have him in your tea, though? <laughs> I actually have a Poltegeist teapot and a Sinus tea teacup from the Pokemon Cafe. Oh my gosh! Oh, I, I, cool. I need to see this now. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I'll DM you some pictures later. <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome. Now that's that the first cool. time I've heard somebody say Poltegeist, but I love the reasoning behind it. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, Poltegeist. A... Its Dex entry says that occasionally it will share its special tea with its uh, with its trainer. So. There you yeah. go. That's and you said we we're going to be disappointed with your answer already. That's like one of my favorite right there. So let's go. all right, um, I'm, I believe it's me next. So yes, then, sir. what uh, we go to? What is your favorite card in the TCG? 
Uh, this could be any card for any reason. Uh, art, you love the Pokemon, it won you something. Any reason, favorite card. You know, that's a tough one because there are so many good cards. Um, but as I'm thinking about it, I think there's only one, and it's the Apple Drop Flapple. Um, <laughs> it is just so much fun to throw damage counters at your opponent and then shuffle it back into your deck. I actually oh, have yeah. one. I actually have one right here on my desk. So is it? Yeah, there it is. Let's <laughs> there go. <it> is. <laughs> that was my first. Uh, that was the first Sableye deck that I actually made uh, work well, and that was still when they um, had the stadium that you can pick any um i think no that that's still out there where you can get any grass type so you kind of just mm -hmm. recycle um recycle thing oh well, it was pokemon communication that was the card that was good with it so you would just get you get pokemon communication you get your flapple and then you just do whatever you want with it and then like you said dropping uh damage counters and then just getting the um the sable had to come up and just take a big ko was a pretty fun yeah i'm actually there working on a baby deck with it that uses the um that acidic music mucus flapple and the thick mucus appleton from mm -hmm. i think evolving skies uh and and zoroark um i built it online and i it kind of didn't work so great because you know ptcgo and then i i gave the list to a guy at league um and he has been cleaning up uh mm. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm a little bit like it struggles against Rapid Strike Urshifu, but man, he kicks butt against everything else. Yeah. And I'm getting a little jealous because it hits V's for 160 for two energy That's, at a minimum. Yeah. And you can hit harder for one energy with the acidic mucus and thick mucus attacks. So, uh, I might have to build it in real life soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chuck has a little inspiration already. I can see, I can yeah. see the the wheels are turning in his I, head. I right love there. decks. I love de decks like that that carve out niches and fine corners to be successful. Um, um, Jake, remind me after. I'll send you the list. Yeah, let's do it. I can't wait to try it out. <laughs> maybe, maybe at league this week, I'll, uh, I'll I'll bust it out and try to take take home a dub. <laughs> that sounds like a deck that's right down my alley for sure. <laughs> All right, Jake, All right. you got last question. Yes, uh, this is the fun one. Um, in your opinion, what card is the worst for the game? Now, this could be standard legal right now, or it could have been a card in the past that was standard legal, or just even in the expanded format. Um, so what card do you feel is the worst for the game? Well, you know, I I feel like the game is in a healthy spot. Um, I still hate playing against Shadow Rider. I think that it's just too much to attach and draw multiple times per turn. But realistically and especially because shadow rider has fallen out of favor with the players um i think that the meta is in a solid place right now and I, i'd hate to say that any one card is bad for it and as much mm -hmm. as everyone likes to rag on marnie you know i think that's <laughs> a as much as she's burned me in the past um i, I think that it's we're in a really good place for play right now so that's I'm, a fair I'm answer. Very happy with the that's cards. A, I guess a fair answer. There's still a few cards in there, but I'll let I'll let it slide. Oh yeah, yeah. There are cards that I hate to play against, but I don't think they're bad for the game. I think it just I need to be a better player. <laughs> that's that's actually a really good way to look at it. Um, I think uh, so. No, I, I for sure I'll let you pass on that. <laughs> All right. Um, where are we heading next? Um, Darren, you get to choose. You want to go a random card mashup, or do you want to go straight into trivia? Um, you know, I'm super bad at trivia, so let's do that first. Let's get it out. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be one that uh, you guys can kind of uh, tag team together. 
because uh, there are a few answers that you have to actually get there. Pokemon Collections has 25 cards in the main set and 25 cards in the Classic Collection set. Of the Classic Collection set, there are eight Evolution Pokemon in there. Now, you can exclude uh, three of those, which the three are the, the Luxray, the Garchomp, um, and there was one other. That, uh, but out of all the basics, um, what are the, f- the five remaining basics in the Classic Collections? So I I need to name five evolution Pokemon from Celebrations Classic Collection. Yes. Well, I mean, there's the Venusaur, Charizard, Bulbasaur in there. Um, I saw an Umbreon. And is there a Dragonite? I don't think there's a Dragonite. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I messed up. I'm excluding the three Kanto starters. So. Oh, shoot. And, and not the level X's? No, you can't take the level X's. You can still take EX's. What about the promos? Does Dragapult no, no, count? No, Dragapult doesn't count. <laughs> um, I'm pretty oh, sure God. I saw an Umbreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, does Umbreon count? Because that's a is that a that's not a promo. Umbreon is a it's a star, right? Umbreon star. Yeah, that's a star, so that does not count. Because that's a basic Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Don Don fans in there. That's a good point. Don, does Don, Don fan, fan is one of them. Claydol. Um, Claydol is one of them. Yep. Um, I know this. I know this answer. I, I have no you idea. Got three more. Luxray is a level X, so that doesn't count. Yo, is it cheating if I look at the celebrations printout I have behind me? <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> but if you do it quickly and I don't see you, it doesn't count. Jeez. Um, <laughs> I can see it in my head. Uh, yep. right, Meg, is does the megas count? Uh, yes, yes, they count. So there's they, Mega Rayquaza. Yep. So you got three. Mm-hmm. So you have two more. Um, was there a Mega Charizard reprint in there? No. 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 Mewtwo EX. There's Mewtwo EX. Uh, that's that's what not, I'm thinking of. That's basic. That's basic. Um, it's one I'm missing that I want. Okay, uh, in the sake of uh, time, time constrictions, <laughs> we're gonna call I'm so, it. I'm so, so bad at Dark trivia. Gyarados and oh. Gardevoir EX. That's oh, the one man. I want. <laughs> well, yeah, I want I want Dark Gyarados so bad. <laughs> I forget about it. <laughs> oh, I want the Gardevoir. Yeah, the Gardevoir. <laughs> I'm surprised Chuck missed Gardevoir. That's his. That's his Pokemon. Because uh, right it's a Prime. That's why I want it. She's a Fire Pokemon for once. Oh. <laughs> oh. No one's. I've not seen anyone pull it. Actually, it's just surprising. No, I pulled the 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 Rayquaza, then I traded it to Jared because <laughs> he really wanted it. So, nope, that was it for the trivia. Uh, sorry for the stumble there uh, on Cheers. asking it, but I think I got the point across. So you guys got three out of five. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, I got the three that I actually pulled. The other two I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll blame it on your pull rates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then now we do random card madness. Yes. All right, so um, Darren, just in case you don't know what we're doing, if you haven't listened before, we are going to pick a random card. I'm going to generate a random number, 1 through 163, because we're doing battle styles, as we discussed before the episode. Mm-hmm. So I'll get a random number, of one between 1 and 163. That'll give us a card, and we're going to decide whether that card is worth 
putting in a deck or putting in your bulk bin? Basically, is it worth using in a deck? Um, and we're going to go ahead and randomly generate this number. We have one number, 144. So we have a high number. Good chance for a trainer. No, we are getting a alternate art or the full art of Victini V. <laughs> Dope. Um, yeah, the v bullet. Really? After, after <laughs> all those, we're talking to Mr. Victini here. Um, but this is this is uh, now. When we go over this, we usually do do include. You can bring up any evolutions of Victini V. Those of you who don't know what it does, it is a 190 HP fire Pokemon. This one has the V bullet for one fire attack. Uh, if your opponent's active Pokemon is a V, this attack does 50 more damage. Um, and then it has flare shot for a fire and a colorless discard all energy from this Pokemon for 120 damage. Is is Victini V worth putting? It sounds like a dumb question. Is Victini <laughs> V worth putting in a deck? Uh, well, I mean. Yes, I think uh, <laughs> it does pretty well in that new Fliptini deck that's been going around. I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. have seen that one, but it's a uh -huh. blast to play. I, I'm pretty sure I took prizes with that second attack at League this weekend. Uh, so I'm 100% I'm going to keep that one in my deck. So you're not, there is no chances going into Binder for you. Uh, I mean, until, until Victini somehow stops being good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Victini VMAX is still a great attacker. So yeah, no, Victini VMAX, super, super good attacker. Um, although for me, if I were to play Victini, I think I would want to go with the regular Victini yeah. um, from base set and maybe do a 4-4 with the base set Victini V over this. I know some people will use it for, you know, a, a, an alternative attacker, um, but just spreading flames with the V seems pretty good and you want to get that out as often as possible mm -hmm. if you're not yeah. attacking so i would say that particular victini goes in the binder yeah the sword and shield victini is by far the better card but uh, if you're on a budget uh, yeah <laughs> I, I am going to say that this card needs to go into a deck because of my rule of cool um whenever i run a four four of anything and if there's two of them even if it's worse I still run one, at least one of the other one, just because you never know when that attack might pay off and you're usually going to evolve it anyway. So if you don't, if you don't think that attack's going to be useful, you just evolve that one as quickly as possible. I did it. I do it in Shadow Rider. I do it in Ice Rider. Do it in all of them. Maybe it hurts me. Maybe it doesn't. But I like doing it. So if there's two options, I usually bring at least one of the <laughs> lesser option just in case 70 so HP we'll go in a deck <laughs> at least in my house <laughs> hey I, I i play the 70 hp sobble in a couple of decks on purpose <laughs> no i know that was that's just a different argument we were we were asking <laughs> him a, a little bit of grief about that the other day you can't run you can't do that with sobble though that's not it doesn't work nah, but right. either way so that was, that was like our first like home run card that's like a guarantee goes in a deck like Victini, like, but hey, that was fun. <laughs> Finally sure. got a good one. Definitely. But now it's time to jump into the Whimsy Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to the Whimsy Watch. This is all right for gaming, but you can call me Ryan. 
this week we have 13 tournaments to cover. Now, I thought the meta would have been solved by now, but every week I see something new make it in the top 8. This week, we have Togekiss entering the battle, Rayquaza makes a top 8 appearance, and someone picks Tornadus? Stay tuned for the decks that perform the best this week. Coming in at number 4, we have Urshifu Inteleon, with 8 instances in the top 8. Urshifu Inteleon still shows that it is mighty and strong, and should be feared in the meta. Coming in at number 3, we have Sylveon and Leafeon Inteleon. Sylveon shows us that Rapid Strike Pokemon are truly something to be feared, just like that bear that we just talked about. And Leafeon Inteleon shows us that consistency is always key to winning your games. Number 2 we have Jolteon and Teleon. Jolteon and Teleon with 11 instances in the top 8 shows us that having a 1 energy attack, free retreat, and sniping damage is kinda good. Last but not least, number 1 we have Dragapult and Teleon. The champ itself comes in with 21 instances in the top 8 showing us that the true king of this meta is Dragapult and Teleon. That's it for our best performing decks of the week. Let us know on Twitter at WatchWhimsy and at RA4Gaming what your favorite deck is to play. I better see some Togekiss, Rayquaza, and Tornadus because those guys made it into top 8. So don't be shy with telling us your favorite deck. Now, onto the decks that took home the gold. We had four decks taking home two tournaments this week. Those being Urshifu Inteleon, Sylveon, Jolteon Inteleon, and Ice Rider Inteleon. And all the other decks this week took home a single victory, those being Dragapult Inteleon, Leafeon Inteleon, Shadow Rider Alcremie, Zacian, and Victini. That does it for this week's Whimsy Watch. Be sure to join in the roundtable discussions on the Discord every Wednesday at 5pm EST for the most thought-provoking discussions and the best debates. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers, and back to the cast. And we're back from that fantastic Whimsy Watch. And from there, we are going to move right into the news. We missed a lot of news because we recorded a little early last week, so we're kind of late to the party this week for the news. But yes. we have a lot to go over, and the first thing we want to talk about in the news is that we did get our Fusion Strike pre-release prom promos uh, released. So we have the four uh, four uh, Pokemon that you will possibly see in your build and battle kit. Um, I'll go over those. Uh, you can just go over all four, or do you want to go back and forth, Jake? Uh, you, you can just go over them. That's fine. All right. Um, I'm just going to go all down all four, and we can just say which one we think is the the pick. Yeah. Because um, we have Orcorio, uh, the fire Pokemon. Um, with the cool ability to your fusion strike Pokemon take 20 less damage. We have Pukumuku, water Pokemon, <laughs> uh, with the uh, Pukumuku fling ability, which lets you put that card at the bottom of your deck and draw a new card. So it's kind of like a cool cycling card. Uh, then we have uh, the Deoxys uh, fusion strike. It's the everything Pokemon does fusion single and rapid strike all on one card with a cool big hit attack that might be nice in a pre-release. And then we have the Latias uh, Dragon Pokemon. It's the Dragon type this time, mm -hmm. with the uh, Red Assist um, 
which is cool if you happen to get a Latios in one of your build and battle kits because then you can attach an energy to it with a cool attack that helps prevent damage from VMAXs, which you most likely will not see in a pre-release. So um, of those four, who do you think is like the big one that you kind of want to see to help you in a pre-release? Or is there one that you kind of want to see because it's a cool Pokemon the pole? Let's let our guests uh, take the first swing at this one. Oh, man. I am 100% going for Oracorio on this one. Oh, yeah? Uh, and what is, you know, what is the reasoning you like Oracorio over the rest of these? Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I watched the uh, Champions League Kyoto uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. And the, um, that Mew, VMAX Fusion Strike with the Oracorio and the Genesect was dope so um i'm looking on building that as soon as those cards are out <laughs> yeah definitely seems like a pretty versatile or kind of like backup uh well not like support pokemon not necessarily an attacker mm-hmm. um to make those decks a little bit tankier um well i did forget to mention because it does have a pretty cool attack um when we, when we talk about damage counters that the mu v max can use any attack might take use of with that passionate drop attack Mm -hmm. um uh, where you put five damage counters on your opponent's pokemon in any which way you like so if mew's taking a few hits with maybe that genesect v attack where he's dishing out 210 damage he might be able to sprinkle little damage counters every now and then take multiple prizes yeah which i didn't watch but i'm guessing is that what they did or is it just the extra damage reduction that just helps too i mean that's um be a good ability too so I don't speak Japanese. Um, it looked to me like they were mostly doing the big attack off of the Genesect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just there for the ability. But I could see that sprinkling five damage counters coming in pretty clutch mm-hmm. uh, to take out some wounded thing on the bench and win the game. Yeah. Versatility. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing with this. Uh, so it's a defensive card and it can kind of snipe if need be. Uh, for me, I think, though, I, I like Deoxys. Um, just because it's the first that is all three. So it's single strike, single strike, rapid strike, and fusion. Um, and with that, um, phantom burst for 80 damage plus another 80 damage if there's uh, a fusion energy attached to them. Um, so with it being a rapid strike as well, you can even put like the, the, the water fighting uh, energy on him and then put uh, a fusion strike. And then that's a pretty decent attacker um, for a one prizer. Uh, so I, I do like the versatility depending on also other trainers you're you're able to potentially search them out um, and have some weird combinations potentially down the road because of its versatility and its typing yeah um i like i like all of them i think uh latios for me wins the cool factor i would just like to have that card because i like latios and latios mm-hmm. um but not probably not going to help you that much in your pre-release um i think in the pre-release format honestly i think piyuka Mewkyu is going to be the most awesome card to have for pre-release just more draw on pre-release is best because i'm the guy who decked himself four times in pre-release that one time just because i put all the crobats <laughs> in as you so you want piyuka Mewkyu to help you deck yourself yeah. no i think <laughs> i think piyuka Mewkyu will just help you see cards which is obviously a hard thing it, it's Harder to come by in a pre-release format, so it might help your deck a little bit. Because 
Oracorio would be great. I don't know what we're getting in there, but if you don't have any Fusion Strike Pokemon in play, it's not really helping you. And sure. then Deoxys is cool because it has all three, but if you have none of those energies in your kit, then you're not really, it's, it's not really getting any bonus either, and you're never going to get 80, 80 more damage. But, I mean, I think I would be happy with any of the four. So I think they're all going to be cool cards later down the line. Nah, for sure. All right, um, let's move on. We got a little bit, we got another big piece of news that we happened to like just miss the day after we recorded. Yeah. Um, the big new mechanic that's not a strike name, we have uh, V-Star evolutions and abilities, powers. That's what they're going to call it, V-Star powers. Yeah. So uh, we've only seen one card, and of course it's Arceus. Um. And basically, it is like an uh, it's an evolution, but it's like a level evolution where you're not technically like evolving the Pokemon. You just yeah. I don't know how they want to call it, but it is for the the mechanic of the game. You're you're adding an evolution, but you're not really like changing a stage per mm -hmm. se. But you're getting added abilities and attacks. Now, the V Star itself. Is a special power that I guess could on Arceus it's an ability that you can use once per game. I'm assuming they might have an attack on there that you maybe only use once per game, but as right now I only see it as it is only shown as an ability. Um, so basically bringing back GX attacks, but on V's with a special evolution. So I think it's pretty cool actually. Um, and the V stars are still two prizes um, that you have to, you can't just drop them down. You have to evolve. So it's not something you're doing in one turn. Yeah. So I, I like the whole idea of it. What is, uh, we'll go to Darren first again. What's your take on, on the V stars? Um, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see something more than Arceus. Um, the Arceus card is, is okay at best, I think. Um, I'm not... Personally, I'm not I'm not super hyped yet, but once we, if we start to see something amazing out of it, I mean, yeah. Mm. Um, especially if we see less V maxes getting printed and, and moving back towards a two prize game instead of a three prize game, um, yeah. I think I think that there's some potential there. But uh, yeah, that's... Um, I'm not looking forward to having two special markers and expanded where you've got your GX marker and your V star marker. Oh come on, that's gonna be great. Pokemon, get one more so we can have three tokens for one time. Oh, I stop there, man. If if my entire playmat isn't covered in markers and cards and yep, V unions with all those tokens, and then you just kind of flip, 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 <laughs> just put as many shenanigans on the board as possible. And then, then you gotta uh, boss it, and then you yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I think it's actually really, really cool um, having uh, at, at this point in his ability with Arceus, um, but not limited to that necessarily uh, for another one-time attack um, or or ability per or V V star, um, whatever you call that right now. Um, it, it opens up the games. Um, it opens up the game for different kind of mechanics, and like Darren was saying. Um, with with it being two prizers, maybe we start to see some of these, um, you know, three prize Pokemon start 
taking a back seat eventually and going back into, you know, the two prize game. And then, then those games will start to become longer and more thought out and into the, you know, the glory days where a lot of, you know, players of the, of, of the past have said, Hey, this was be- way better before three star Pokemon or three prize Pokemon were there. Um, you know, drawing out games, uh, making you know, gameplay decisions um, each round, making it a little bit uh, more diverse, I guess. Um, so I think it's a good, a good thing. Again, I'll hold judgment because I, I hope we don't see like busted things um, that like auto, like auto win the game for you. Um, but as long as it can kind of open up options um, for different mechanics, I, I love it. Yeah, I, I'm um I'm happy with, I really kind of like it um, in that it might uh, encourage more two prize play than, than the V maxes, uh, especially if they start coming out with some V stars for the current V maxes, just to kind of make you choose a little bit and kind of push that, that along if they do, or just because what I do like about, but, what you're kind of getting the hints with the RCS V star because you're going to put it on a V, which he's getting 60 extra hit points, taking it up to 280, which is out of the realm of one shotting for every, a lot of V maxes, not everyone, but mm. you're putting it a lot harder to maybe KO right away, uh, which is good, but then you're still keeping it two prizes. And their attacks and their abilities aren't crazy. Um, this one isn't over the top. So if they're similar, if they keep similar and things like that, then I think it could be really cool in, in going back to more of a two prize meta where we're trying to take three KOs rather than just two big ones. So that is pretty cool in my yeah. eyes. I'm pretty excited about it. All right. And then. The last bit of news we got, which is also going to kind of transition to what we brought Darren on to talk about in general, is championship plays back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, play Pokemon is resuming um, in-person leagues and events, and there's some dates scheduled already for some regionals mm-hmm. um, and some ICs. So uh, we brought Darren on because he's uh in oregon one of the guys that helps run all these things and has been through multiple seasons so we kind of want to get the lowdown on what we can kind of expect because me and jake are are new to the championship run for worlds so we're yep anyone else who's also new we try to we're trying to learn and we want to pass that on to anyone who listens so yep so I, I do want to, uh, before we go on about all the information, uh, first and foremost, uh, for any of these uh, official Pokemon events, um, you will be um, required to prove that you are vaccinated and masking is required with, uh, I believe it's what, three three feet of, uh, is it three feet of? Three feet of distance. Three feet of distance between games, obviously. Uh, your opponent is sitting right across the table, but um, from your left and right, that's three feet. So if you are planning on uh, jumping into these events, just uh, know that you will need to be uh, vaccinated and have proof of that and be okay with the, you know, the, the whole mask thing. So I highly, highly recommend, especially if you want to start playing some Pokemon uh, to get that done. Yeah. Get it done now. Yep. Yeah. I believe they're also recommending, um, 
hand sanitizer between between uh, opponents. Yes. So yes. Uh, invest in some hand sanitizer because you know a lot of your TOs are doing this for free. Uh, and and if you're using that much hand sanitizer, invest in some sort of moisturizing hand soap or lotion because yep. your hands are going to hate you after a few weeks of this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can. Especially because <laughs> this is going to be a quick and condensed season. Yeah, I don't know if we have yes. a starting date with all the locals yet. Uh, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is no like, um, hey, your your local cups and or just league play, um, you can open for CP at this point or or like at X point. There's no announcement for that unless I'm wrong there. No, that's correct. I, I checked today and I'm not able to schedule even league play times yet for my leagues. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I would assume it's safe to say that that uh, your locals are going to start around the time that the regionals start, assuming there's no further delays. They did reserve the right to cancel yes. anything at any time. Um, but my, my guess is that they're going to start sort of in tandem. So you do have an extremely condensed season to yes. earn your points. So that's in. actually scary for players like Chuck and I, because we both have zero points. So I think that's kind of also a, um, a big, like, no to do whenever it starts if we can even make it uh, a legitimate push for it or not um, but i guess we'll go into that later um, but i i do want to talk about the four different types of events you can earn cp uh, for anybody that's new um, so if you want to kind of give us a breakdown of the of the four different types of events you can do for that yeah we'll start with the tier ones because they're going to be the thing that you do the most of i mm -hmm. hope mm -hmm. um, so tier one is your local event uh, it's where you're going to go to your local game shops and compete against your local players. Uh, your very first one is your monthly league challenge. So um, it's it's a Swiss tournament with no top cut, uh, usually. Um, and it's pretty basic. Uh, next up is going to be your uh, league cup. This is for TCG players. It's a little bit different mm -hmm. for VGC players. Uh, but a League Cup is a larger tournament. Uh, you have several rounds of Swiss, followed by some rounds of Top Cut. And if you don't know what that is, that just means that we take the players with the best record, say everybody else can go home, and these guys have to do it <laughs> a few more times. <laughs> um, so it's typically, uh, uh, it's called a one-day championship, where you do several rounds of Swiss, followed by Top Cut, best of three. Uh, and then you've got your Tier 2, starting at your regional championship. Um, these are the larger ones. You'll probably have to travel unless you're very lucky. Um, regional championships, you'll typically find yourself seated against hundreds of players in your age division, uh, unless you're a junior. <laughs> if you're a junior listening to this podcast, good luck, because there's usually like less than 100 of you. Um, and then you'll play it out, and that's typically a two-day where you'll cut at the end of day one, mm -hmm. um, and you will play out for, for day two for your for your championship points. Um, if you're playing in a regionals, please be sure to get lost of sleep beforehand and carry a bottle of water that you refill frequently and, and really take care of yourself. Um, I, I can't stress this enough, but being on the floor for 10 or 12 hours a day is very difficult and you really, really need to take care of yourself so you can hit both days. Um, yeah. and, and even if you don't make cut and go to day two, the side events are so much fun. And there's definitely reasons to come back to the venue for day two if you're not playing. Uh, sure. There's typically there's typically points earning tournaments as a side event during day two as well. So, you know, do that. For sure. Um, I, I, 
before you go on to the next um, yeah. with these bigger uh, regionals and, you know, international, we're going to talk um, now, do they typically have lunch breaks um, or are you kind of just playing through um, what, what's a, a kind of a day look like there? Um, so like, just so you can plan out like what you need to bring on you um, for those bigger events. Yeah. So um, at, at the regionals level, if you don't think that you want to spend $12 for uh, a not very good sandwich from your local convention center, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, maybe some convention centers have great food, but I haven't been impressed at the ones I've been to. <laughs> I haven't um, either. I don't, I don't I think they get the food from the same place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it depends on the schedule and the organizers. So okay. I have been to large events where there was a, a lunch break. Things are moving along well enough um, that, that we can take a break. Now, you know, if you have every single round go to time and you've got lots and lots of tables going over time before you compare the next round, sometimes your lunch break gets eaten up. Um, so, so while you're carrying your water, it's a good idea to eat when you can. If you're hungry, mm-hmm. you know, eat find time to do it um obviously it's going to be a little bit more difficult with covid because of the new rules around eating but but please do find a way to hydrate and find a way to take care of your your needs yeah um and while we're on the subject of tier twos and people doing desperate things i've i've had some players come up to me and say oh well you know i needed to use a restroom so i just scooped my game and and gave it up you know don't do that uh, call a judge, just be like, hey, judge, I got to use the restroom. And they will sit at your match and usually give you a time extension. That's um, actually really good to know because, again, Chuck and I not done a yeah. Pokemon uh, large event. Um, so that's actually really good to know. Mm-hmm. And I'll definitely probably take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't, I mean, don't abuse it. But, oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, please, I like, know if you just, actually need that's it. That's not, <laughs> I might have been one of them people that might have scooped because I didn't think that that, that would be something. Yeah. That they would yeah actually I actually, do. I had a master's player come up to me after the Portland 2019 regionals and like, yo, I scooped in this round. I was doing okay, but I just really needed to pee. I was yeah. like, dude, just call us over. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard stories of juniors uh, not calling judges and, and having accidents on the floor too. So, yeah, we don't want either um, of those situations. No, please, no. I mean, I'm not in charge of cleaning up things like that, but uh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to throw out a side note because we did talk about food too. Because one of the one of the COVID restrictions too is having food. They can't sell food unless there's a dedicated food area. Mm-hmm. So that's another, like you said, you might want to pack a snack. You have to be careful where, you know, don't want to just bring it out and eat while you're at the the gaming table, but. If you can slide off to somewhere to eat it, if they, if for whatever reason, the convention center doesn't have the ability to sell food because of those restrictions, uh, it might be a good thing to do. Absolutely. If seriously, nothing's going to hinder your play worse than an empty stomach, right? If you're, if you're not taking care of your biological needs, you're not going to play your best. So please, I mean, you can very easily step outside the hall uh, if you're fortunate, the hall will have a nearby, you know, external exits. You could even go sit outside and eat. And most of these regionals are at a time of the year where the weather's probably going to be pretty nice. Yeah. Um, That's so a, please. I, yeah. Eat, I, eat, I, like Drake like <laughs> have done larger events and having, it doesn't have to be anything. You don't have to like pack a, you know, a gourmet sandwich, like a granola bar, um, something mm-hmm. that you can grab uh, with some calories that are just going to help fuel you. 
is is good for any kind of tournament like that, especially larger ones that you're gonna be playing all day, because those regionals, especially in the shortened season, those regionals give out a lot of CP. So I can see this season being that it's shortened, then there's not as probably as many, or they're gonna be more sought after. You're gonna have a lot of people at them. So you're gonna be playing a long day, hydrate, fuel yourself, get ready for a nice long fun day of Pokemon on those days. Sure. Oh, it's a blast. It's like, yeah. I come home uh, so tired because day one, uh, you know, I'll show up at 630 in the morning and I don't go home until 10 or 11 at night usually mm-hmm. for day one. Day two is a little shorter, but um, every time I'm done, you know, I take a nap and then I'm ready to go again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that is, that's part of tier two. Is there any more yes. that we need to talk on tier two? Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, you can't okay. forget the international championships. Okay. Um, uh, so the localist one for us is going to be the North American. Uh, it's either international or intercontinental. They, they change the names around every now and again. Um, and, and that's going to be in Columbus, Ohio, usually in July. Um, and usually the North American is the largest Pokemon tournament of the year. Uh, I have not personally been. I applied last year or not last year, 2019, and they didn't pick me. Um, <laughs> but it's a it's a huge tournament, and it's it's on the level of the World Championship. There are fantastic events, and I cannot wait to attend one. Yeah, um, and then I'm, of course, I'm, I'm just I'm jumping in. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, it's on, on Pokemon's website. It has it scheduled for the end. The North American International Championship for June 24th, 26th, 2022. Um, so in Columbus, so mark yep. your calendar. I yeah, know I'm, I'm, going to I'm, that one. <laughs> I'm going to apply to be staff at that one. So we'll cross our fingers that I'll see you guys there. Hopefully, yeah. that'd be <laughs> awesome. There, Pokemon, if you're listening, please choose me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah, that's going to be a great event. Um, and and I would suspect that right around that time, within a couple of weeks after that, is going to be your last chance to earn championship points for the uh, 2022 competitive season. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into some of the point breakdowns. And I guess the so you're thinking that these, you know, the local level events will open up around the same time as, you know, your regionals and before the internationals, but, you know, not, not too, too far in advance. I mean, um, cross our fingers that I'm wrong and they kick yeah. off like right now because I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to, as you know, for our listeners, for, for you know, myself and Chuck, um, you know, starting from zero points, if if they start around, you know, the regionals times, it doesn't sound like there's going to be just even enough time um, to enter in enough events to to qualify again, unless, you know, you win internationals or win two regionals and, and X events, too. Um, if they would start right around, I mean, you said challenges are once a month. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And then how many cups does the store only do one cup? Uh, right? I didn't say that cups are once a quarter. So, so I think that we're going to get two rounds of cups for this season. Okay. Now um, there is a best finish limit for yes. league challenges and league cups. You can earn points from eight events. Uh, and what that means is that if you play at 10 events, only your best eight finishes will count. So if you had four, fourth place finishes and three third place finishes and a first place finish they're going to drop off some of those fourth place for your top eight mm-hmm. um 
So you could, in theory, earn almost all of your points uh, just from League Cups, in theory. In theory. Um, yeah. You just need to hit eight. You, really, if you if you if you top four league or eight League Cups, you're pretty good. Um, obviously, you know, topping a regionals is going to get you more points, or even top sixteen in regionals. I think mm-hmm. I've got the points breakdown up here somewhere. Let me find it. Yeah, actually, I have them right in front of me. I, I wrote these down. So at the okay. league, we'll just start with the League Cup level. So if you fir- if you finish in first, you get fifty points. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is forty, and then uh, three to fourth place is thirty two, and then fifth to eighth place is twenty five. Uh, ninth that's, to sixteen. No, that's, that's wrong. With I, I, that's with the kicker. Yeah, that's with the quick. That, that's with the kicker. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, again, the kicker is depending on the amount of people that show up um, to your events. Um, and then we go from, I guess we'll go from ninth uh, to sixteenth. You get twenty points, and then seventeenth to thirty second, you get sixteen. Um, but with the regionals levels, at first place you get. 200 points uh mm-hmm. going down to second place you get 160 um t- uh third to fourth is 130 uh fifth to eighth is 100 and ninth to 16th is 80 and then we'll go down to 17th to 30 32nd is 60 points and then obviously you get uh points depending on um you know how many people show up uh, further down you go but those are like the you know the top places where you can um, really earn the bulk of your points yeah, uh, I think in a traditional season, most players, especially in the Masters, they're trying to get their best finish limit at their locals and then get uh, a top 16 in a regionals is typically the goal. Um, you yeah, could this year, it's it's 50 less points this year than it was in 2020. Um, so you could, if I'm remembering correctly, I correct myself just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was 550 for Masters that year and it's 500 this year. Um, so you could, in theory, pull it off with just your locals, but you know you're going to be driving to as many league cups as you can go to. <laughs> Do you think we again? That, that's like the the biggest thing for me. Do you think we can even get to eight uh, cup level events in that time frame? Well, um, that that depends on where you live, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I can't speak to Pittsburgh because I don't know what it's like there. But before the pandemic, um, I would typically hit. Um, at least five cups a quarter and i was skipping several like okay i i said that i would only drive an hour to go to a cup um a lot of my local players are driving from portland to seattle and that's like three hours or four hours or something mm-hmm. um i simply just didn't want to so and i could have gone to more cups locally that i skipped uh, i i probably could have got eight or nine cups in a, a quarter okay um, so it's it's doable uh, obviously depending on, you know, your mm-hmm. the geography, the, the geography of all the different uh, LGSs that are actually holding these events. So yeah. um, it really just depends. So the, as you pointed out there and the math checks that you can get a lot of your CP from cups and challenges, mm-hmm. the asterisk to that is going to be how those local stores, because this is a local level can basically schedule these events and whether you can make them because it's going to be the quantity yes Uh, it's it's a grind for sure um now the best way to ensure that you can have as many league cups as possible is to um find professors or find people willing to be professors to start these and hosting these events 
Um, I picked up an extra league a couple of years ago just so that I can ensure that we have um, we have another venue for league cups because uh, I recognize that you know we had some stores go out of business or um, you know some stores just kind of drop off the map for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, if you can become a professor and you know you don't mind missing a league cup here and there. Um, you can, and you can, it, you do a lot of good for your community because it gives that extra opportunity for the people that, that are on the grind. That's a, that's a real thing though, as you were saying, like some stores might've dropped off the map. I mean, we are coming out of mm-hmm. the pandemic. So then you really got to like, maybe like, maybe there is that cup that you went to that was an hour and a half away and maybe it might not be there this year. Mm-hmm. So like we get like, that's where we're here in Pittsburgh, we're trying to make sure that all of our stores that we have that play Pokemon have a professor that can hopefully kick up a league so that we can have multiple challenges and cups locally. So yeah. players like me and Jake could go to, and I'm, I took my judge professor, like I'm, I'm judge portion. We're working on TO version so that I hopefully I can hopefully make sure that we have a store that has cups and challenges regularly yeah so, i mean that's that's what i did <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere yeah exactly right man so I, mean, I, I had another question now with uh with worlds itself and as an event um it was it, correct me if i'm wrong in the past it was uh two days you have your day one uh or your a day your b day and mm-hmm. then your cut day um to my knowledge they added a third um, of those of those qualification days um am i right about that well so if you look at the 2019 world championship in dc we mm-hmm. actually played friday saturday and sunday uh and, and i believe that was that way uh the year before in nashville as well now was that um, sunday the cut rounds for the top x players both both saturday and sunday were okay um so friday is day one uh, typically you have to be there a day early. So mm-hmm. Thursday is all of the registration. And uh, like I stood in line for my kid, my kid went to the 2019 world championship as a competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, I stood in that line for three or four hours Oh man! trying to get into the convention center, get her registered, get all the swag. Cause just, just earning your way to worlds is awesome. And they really, uh, do that well. Um, she got like a backpack and a plushie and t-shirt and hat and pins. And they really give you a lot of swag just for making it. And it's awesome. Including the, the cards you get for going the world championship cards. Um, so, you know, day one Thursday, you're just getting your swag, getting signed up. The Pokemon center is open. So you're blowing all your money there. <laughs> um, this is a pro tip that I learned the hard way. Uh, every day the the merch changes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so don't spend all your money on day one um and then day day one of the actual tournament friday you come in early in the morning they do the opening ceremonies it's awesome uh, and then you start playing and if you make cut day one then you go to saturday if you don't make it to saturday there's always the open which is a regional sized event that happens as a side event uh, and issues regional sized uh, points uh, for its winners so that's Very happening. Awesome. Uh, happens on the Saturday as well, traditionally, uh, and then Sunday is your your playoffs. So you know you're usually not coming in quite as early Sunday. Um, you're hanging out on sides. Uh, 
you're you know watching the event and then you get kind of onto that last couple of, of games in the afternoon uh and it's it's a blast uh this year i believe we will begin playing on thursday um was the original plan because we will have many players who who either already earned their world championship uh, invite or like my daughter um i mean she basically just has to show up to a league cup and she's mm-hmm. got her invite um you know, we've got a lot of players that are going to be that stone's throw event away from 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 London. So Thursday will have the more points you are, and the more likely you are to skip Thursday. You know, you definitely want to skip the first couple of days if you can get those points. Yeah, because uh, then you're not going to get eliminated. You know, just because of a bad day. You know, jet lag. I, I imagine going to London is going to be a little bit difficult for some of us. Yeah. <laughs> so. So um, with this whole, you know, pandemic and it's, uh, it's very unique, I guess, uh, this year compared to all the years past, are there going to be kind of accommodations for, like you said, already people have already made, um, you know, enough points to make it to world so that hopefully for them, they play that Friday event. Um, but are they, are they adding anything for uh, players like uh, starting from, from zero um, for an, another day of cuts or is that, is that uh, not going to be a thing? Well, I think that's what Thursday's for. Okay. Um, they haven't come out with a ton of details yet, but you know, for you guys, and I hate to say it, but the 50 point slash on the, on the championship points was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to earn 500 championship points for masters. I think 350 for, for seniors. And I think even less than that for juniors, but um, it's still a slog to get there, but then you'll make it to that, that, you know, Thursday event. And, and I want to, I want to reiterate this. Just getting to the world championship is a huge deal, and it's worth congratulating. Um, here in Portland, we sent most of our seniors. Um, I think one of our juniors went, and uh, I think two or three masters only out of all of our players. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really difficult. And if you make it that far, that's awesome. Just playing Thursday is going to be dope. Um, and then play in the open, right? if the more points you get, if you have enough points to qualify for that Friday or the Saturday, you know, that's awesome. But Thursday is going to be, yeah, if you hit that 500 points, you're playing on Thursday and that's worth celebrating. Oh, for yeah. sure. Especially yeah, in a condensed schedule. I know you said they knocked off 50 points, um, but still they, a lot of time was knocked off too. And, and no fault yes. to the Pokemon. I mean, they're yes. doing the best of the, best they can in the situation that, you know, they've been dealt with the world has been dealt. Um, so for sure, if you make that Thursday, day one, um, even if you have to play more um, and you're at a little bit more of a disadvantage, just, I, again, uh, props to you for making it because it's going to be a grind for sure. I don't think anyone's complaining that there's the opportunity. They just, I think all, most of us just oh, want to, yeah most most one that's get out there what's the point we need all right let's just go get it like mm-hmm. uh whatever the grind's gonna be i think everyone's ready to go get go get their points <laughs> let's do well, it i am i'm ready to drive <laughs> yeah and you know keep in mind you're all gonna be out there doing it together we're a community and we really need to support each other and the more that we support each other um you know the more the more of us can experience the world championship exactly don't uh, that, cheat that was, or don't don't give up any wins or anything. You know, have good sportsmanship, no. but support your players, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's kind of what we did um, talking about last week's episode, um, where we kind of treated last week's Sunday Open as a regional style event and just trying to boost each other up. Um, 
where, you know, one of our guys ended up winning it. Um, and that was almost as much of a joy watching and, and seeing him be able to, you know, have that kind of success, um, even, you know, past, you know, your own uh, success level. It's always good to see, you know, your, your, your community get boosted up. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's why, that's why I do it. <laughs> For sure. So now we kind of talked about what it will take um, for players to qualify for, for worlds, um, you know, with the condensed schedule, um, different points values, how, or what does it take for a professor? Um, you know, you, you've done, you know, you said you've done regional levels and, and other high stakes events. What does it take for a professor to be able to earn their way to worlds as a professor? So it's a little bit different. I know you talked about professor points. Mm-hmm. Um, so we earn points just like players, but our points are used to get us professor swag. Okay. <laughs> so if you see someone wearing a professor hat or um, you know a judge shirt or they have a judge clipboard or something, they probably got it with their points. Um, the judge shirts, you know, if you don't have one and you're a professor and you go to a regionals, you'll probably get given one or loaned mm-hmm. one. Um, if you want to be on staff for a regional championship, um, keep an eye on the professor forums and the professor discord server, uh, and there will be opportunities to apply. Um, the application is typically pretty simple. Uh, just keep in mind, uh, you know, our regionals will have, you know, less than 100 staff members. And there are going to be a lot of professors going to get back. Um, so, for example, um, uh, the Vancouver Port, uh, Vancouver Regional Championship organizers have reached out to me to let me know that I'm going to be there, nice. uh, and that my application is mandatory, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get to skip out. Oh no! <laughs> um, but then, if you want to do something like a, an international championship, um, it's that application process now. Uh, I've never been chosen for an international championship, but my understanding is that they really want to see you travel to multiple regionals and really get that tier two experience under your belt mm. um, because because they want to know that you're not going to you know crack. <laughs> <laughs> A tier two event can be very stressful and it's very difficult to work those long hours. Um, now, there's two ways for a professor to staff the world championship. One is the application process. Um, so you go through an application just like you would for any other tier two event um, and you get picked or you don't get picked, you know, uh, the second way is to be there. Uh, you know, they, they only pick a handful of staff and then they get there and then they really need those volunteers. Um, you know, volunteer staff is a little less prestigious. Uh, you don't get quite the swag, but you still do get compensated fairly. Um, and that's actually how I staffed the, the DC World Championship. I was a walk-on volunteer. Um, I'm fortunate to know some of the big names and the professors. Uh, so I was pulled aside by one of them and he, and he told me to go find you know a specific person and to tell them that he sent me mm-hmm. and, and that they would put me to work. <laughs> and so I found myself on the uh, DC Open Masters Pod 2 as a floor judge and that was a blast. Oh, man, that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I I almost didn't get to do any side events because I wanted to do a lot at, at DC, but um, I managed to pull some out on Sunday <laughs> right at the last minute. So, so um, going into those, uh, you know, those level two events, you said it could be stressful. Do you have any um, stories of maybe um, 
stressful situation and maybe how you dealt with it that uh, could, you know, put you in a, in a good limelight to, you know, your com- <laughs> comrades to maybe help say, oh, yes, this guy has what it has to be cut out uh, for the job. Well, it, you know, um, there was a time at a regional championship where we were watching uh, a player for some suspect behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was day one. Uh, and, and towards the end of this round, it was one of the final rounds in the evening. Um, and naturally, you know, there's a crowd that gathers well before COVID, I imagine we'll be dispersing them <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you get that crowd that's watching the game and we're watching this player to make sure that he's not doing anything, um, you know, untoward and, and he's, you know, shuffling his deck and he's doing the, the D clump, um, and I, I'm watching for a very specific thing as he's shuffling uh, and, and he's doing the D clump and then shuffling. And then a player behind me starts shouting at me that um, the D clumping is illegal, which by the way, players D clumping is not illegal. So long as you do a sufficient shuffle afterwards. Um, so this guy behind me just starts freaking out and yelling uh, about how the judges should be doing something Um which naturally now the player knows that the judges are, are going to have focused attention on them. So he didn't do the thing we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we ended up having to pull the player that was yelling aside. And I, I spoke to him a bit and then I went and got the head judge uh, who dealt with the situation <laughs> as I was not the head judge at that event. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, if you're, if you're watching, don't yell at the judges. Um, if we're watching, we're, we're doing it for a good reason. Mm-hmm. And, and two, you know, I guess two, just don't yell at your judges ever. Yeah. Don't, I mean, this don't, is don't yell at players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've had uh, other ones. I was the assistant head judge for juniors in 2019 and, um, the kid who eventually became the champion. Uh, some of you have heard the story on the Gooby streams. I'm sure, um, he dropped a card during a shuffle in, mm-hmm. in early in the game. Um, and that actually, it went under his backpack somehow. And we, someone on stream caught it. We paused the game. And, and so for a little while, actually for most of game one, he was playing with 59 cards, which is legal deck list, illegal deck, mm-hmm. which is a pretty severe penalty. And, and we really needed to catch it early on. We tore apart the stage looking for this card. Um, this game was paused for so long. I think we were on stage for, for almost two hours. Oh geez. It's, it seemed like almost two hours at the time. <laughs> and I mean, we tore apart, we lifted up the table, we moved the chairs, just trying to find this one card that he dropped. Um, it ended up being underneath his backpack somehow. Um, <laughs> it was crazy, but. Yeah. Th- those are situations <laughs> that you, you maybe not necessarily uh, think you would be in, um, but. Yeah, I, I can definitely see where that one card can make the biggest difference in in, in many different aspects of the game. So it definitely needs to be a, a, a legal um, board state. So yeah, that's you got to do those kind of things. Well, that's the the stressor yeah. you were talking about. Like they don't want you to lose your. They want to make sure you're cool and calm under the pressure mm-hmm. to get to those higher events. So you, if that happens at Worlds, they want they want to know that the judges there are going to be calm and and can handle that situation. Yeah. It's always, uh, it's, it's stressful to make a ruling. 
um, at, at a big event for sure. Um, yeah. and, and I've seen some rulings go kind of sideways at some big events too. <laughs> so you got to watch out. For sure. But uh, as long as, you know, uh, treat your judges with respect, um, realize that, you know, they're not tr- there to try to uh, call you out or, 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 or anything like that. So if there, there is a situation that something, you know, arises, um, just realize that it's not easy to tell somebody um, bad news sometimes. So treat them with respect is, is my biggest takeaway there. Well, yeah. In general, too, keeping a level head in the situation, even if you are maybe getting something ruled against you or mm-hmm. and you're not liking it, keeping a level head in the situation at all times, not yelling and stuff is going to get you a lot farther than just hauling off and yelling the whole time. For sure. That's true. Yeah. And, and, you know, we don't want to give you a penalty. Yeah. Um, I never I hate issuing uh prize penalties and game losses and mm-hmm. i've had to do very few game losses thankfully i've never had to really dq anybody um aside from people that just stopped showing up at the tournament which you know that's a, a different thing yeah um we don't we're, we're there to ensure that the game is fair and fun for everybody um and if you made a mistake just own up to it man like yeah. you know if you're if you're easy to deal with it you're less likely to get it escalated you know if you draw an extra card, yeah, it's a two price penalty, but you know, found that out this yeah. weekend. Yeah. We folks, have folks all done that it. Point. Yeah. And at that yeah. point, uh, don't get mad at your, your, you know, the judge or anything, because then you might misplay again and then escalate it in a, in a worse way. You just got to focus down on, on your game state and, you know, uh, go from there. Um, Cause and you don't let the penalty, forever. don't let the penalty get to you. Cause I've seen mm-hmm. players get that first penalty and then make a string of mistakes that end up costing them the game. Mm-hmm. I, I saw one player on the DC Open. I gave him a, a double prize penalty for drawing an extra card. And two turns later, he did it again. And a couple turns later, he did it again. <laughs> you know, yeah, and you can't, it cost you can't him the game. Yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah. I know it's tough. Just focus on your game and don't let it get to you. All right. Yeah. So do you have anything else there, Chuck? No. No, I just reiterated that I found that out myself this weekend. That drawing an extra card is a is a two prize penalty. Hey, did you give that player a two a two I, prize I, penalty? I mean, it was my event, and I was playing in it, so we'd have an even amount of people. And I drew, I fleet footed when Path the Peak was out, so I drew an extra card that I shouldn't add. And uh, I, I, I said, I asked Steve, our other local judge, what's the ruling in this case? Because I, I caught it myself. Yeah. And he was like, that's technically a two prize penalty. And I was like, all right, you get two prizes. And I was like, but we're going to continue the game now. <laughs> exactly. But remember, remember, you don't draw the prizes anymore. What do you, mean? Uh, you you have to take two fewer prizes. You don't draw the prize cards when you get a two prize penalty. Oh, really? So your opponent only needs to take four prizes, but two, those two prize cards just kind of get pushed to the side. No, no, no. They just have to take four prizes. Uh, and now it used okay. to be that um, we would see oh, some good. unscrupulous folks get that two prize penalty and then drop an in. So their opponent is immediately punished for having fewer prizes. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, so so now now the rule is that you just, unless they changed it and I haven't seen any documentation no, yet. I, I did not know that. I gave them the cards, but I mean. No, yeah, yeah. That's what it used to be for sure. We did that all the time, but it's, it's uh, as of the, the previous season that I played in, mm-hmm. um, it would just be, you know, the pre- the issue, the penalty was issued. 
you just have to take two fewer prizes to win. Hmm. Oh, that's a that's a good little uh, tidbit to know. I actually had no idea as well. These Double check I'm with your local a, professor. <laughs> these are things that I'm learning as a new judge myself. So yeah. Hey man, if you ever have any questions, you know how to reach me. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So before we get going, do you have any other like tips uh, uh, t- for players and or judges now that we are starting to transition into IRL events going with Pokemon events, uh, official events coming up in the future? Any general tips that you have for players and or um, judges? Well, stay hydrated, get vaccinated uh, and wear your masks. Um, and then for the players, just remember your judges are almost always uh, volunteer staff who are not they're they're spending their own money to be there with you mm-hmm. at those big events they're not getting paid for it uh we get paid in swag <laughs> so <laughs> so remember that, that we're here for the love of the game uh and we just want to have fun like you very cool very cool all right so i think that's going to do it for me there was a lot uh to unfold there i think we're just super excited that you know um there is the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to um you know, official play again. Yeah, I'm yes. stoked. I'm I'm super stoked for uh, official play and trying to make that that run. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just want to try and qualify. Um, getting to London is another matter all into itself. But if I can if I can say that I punched that ticket and then I'll worry about getting there when when I when I can. So yeah, I'm just I'm excited for that run and. And I'm ready to look. For, I'm looking for. I'm just looking forward to it. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to the run as well. Uh, make it or not. Um, I'm just excited to get my feet wet at a big tournament and see kind of what Pokemon uh, puts out. Because I've heard these are legendary tournaments, um, the regionals <laughs> and internationals. I want to see how they do it. I know we've done it in other games, like I've said many other times. But um, I, I can't wait to just kind of get out there, play some meaningful games uh, and meet some of the people in the community that we've, um, you know, become friends with, um, you know, just from, from discord to our podcast to everything there, uh, there is in between that. Yeah. I hope, I hope uh, that the NAIC hopefully draws some of the, the guys we've met via Oregon and uh, this East coast, West coast, <laughs> Uh, thing that we got going on over here i hope it draws some <laughs> oh, yes. of you guys out to the east coast at least for international so we can uh, see each other face to face maybe play some games against each other in real life that's right. than online yeah that, i'm i'm gonna apply cross my fingers <laughs> i hope i hope to see you in uh what was it uh columbus i, I know mm-hmm. i want to be there uh hopefully we see you there um but with what chuck was just saying i forgot to mention it because i did kind of do it in our intro um while we were at the at our try, um, what was it? The Tri Wizard Cup, or whatever you call it. <laughs> uh, Gumi was on stream, so I just had her up there, and I said, "Can we get a Chuck in the chat?" She started chanting, and I believe Darren, you were in her chat room going Chuck, 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 and then everybody at the store was going Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. So you were getting your your name <laughs> chanted from the west coast to the east. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean- uh- I'm one of her moderators. I can't resist a good Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. I mean, it was, it, it was kind of funny when you started that, but how it's just grown. I mean, I, I really, I love it. And then when you got it to go, like when she did it on stream yesterday on like everyone was basically going, I mean, it just makes me feel good that, uh, I don't know, like people, like people were wishing, wishing me a happy birthday yeah, on both sure. sides of the, 
the states so i mean it's, we love you man <laughs> yeah I, I really felt it so thank you all yes all right well uh before we let you go darren do you have any shout outs or plugs that you want to uh you know throw out there oh i can't go without saying something about oregon pokemon do uh, it. it's or <laughs> oregon not oregon <laughs> uh, so check out organpokemon.com that's our website it lists all of our events and uh, the Gumi Gumi stream because she's one of our locals uh, and then keep an eye out because this Tuesday we are announcing the date and format for the Gumi Cup for November um, the Scoobies tournament I run the back end for her so I cannot wait to see all of you playing and, and keep an eye out because we're going to have a very special announcement for this month's Gumi Cup <laughs> Hey guys, it's Chuck jumping in here because we have an update on this tournament, this Gumi Cup that we're talking about. Uh, it's going to be on November 27th, and we'll have awesome prizes as always, but we'll be including the potential for raffling multiple tropical beaches for PTCGO. That's right, multiple tropical beaches. So go on and get over to OregonPokemon.com. Or to Gumi Gumi over on Twitch for more info on how to register for this tournament because it's going to depend on how many people show up. So we want to get as many people in there and spread some Pokemon love. It's Oregon, right? Or is it Oregon? Am I saying it wrong again? I don't know. Darren will yell at me again, of course, later. And I cannot wait for people to find out what it is. Otherwise, uh, come say hi to me at the Vancouver Regional Championship because I'll be there in my judge shirt. I wish. <laughs> That's, that, that, that is the dream to be able to go to Vancouver. Um, and if I could go there and play some Pokemon and meet you there, uh, I will. I'll, I'll see if I can make that work. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to see you, man. And, uh, and I can confirm that the Gumi Cup is a fantastic fun time and tournament to play in. So... I suggest it. Oh, yep, I, I I third that. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't this this time around because yeah, Chuck's uh, birthday uh, tournament was no, my birthday. Got in the time. way. Yes, that's okay. We should have known it was your birthday. Around <laughs> that, I'm sorry. That's my bad. All right, uh, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again, Darren, for coming on and joining us here. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you got myself at Panux One over at Twitter, and you got Chuck at Watch Whimsy, as well as Ryan. Um, two weeks ago to this recording's uh, Sunday Open Champion at RY4 Gaming uh, on Twitter as well. And then you got Darren, you, you're part of the Oregon group. So check him out there at, um, at the OregonPokemon.com. And that, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Yeah, thank you. And we'll see you all next time. <laughs>